In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. After Jesus had been born at Bethlehem in Judea, during the reign of King Herod, some wise men came to Jerusalem from the east. Where is the infant king of the Jews? they asked. We saw his star as it rose and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was perturbed, and so was the whole of Jerusalem. He called together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, and inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. At Bethlehem in Judea, they told him, for this is what the prophet wrote, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, you are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you will come a leader who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men to see him privately. He asked them the exact date on which the star had appeared, and sent them on to Bethlehem. Go and find out all about the child, he said, and when you have found him, let me know, so that I too may go and do him homage. Having listened to what the king had to say, they set out, and there in front of them was a star they had seen rising. It went forward and halted about the place where the child was. The sight of the star filled them with delight, and going into the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and falling to their knees, they did him homage. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. But they were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod and return to their own country by a different way. The Gospel of the Lord Pope Emeritus Benedict was laid to rest last Thursday. After the long lines of pilgrims, queuing up for hours to view his body and pay their last respect had dispersed, after the beautifully rich papal funeral liturgy that marked the climax of his funeral had concluded, after his body had been laid to rest in the crypt hidden from the lenses of roving cameras and gawking onlookers, Pope Benedict is once again alone with the Lord, whom he loved and adored. He would have preferred it that way. Just as today's feast reminds us that neither the strange star that appeared in the night sky, nor Herod, nor even the wise men from the east, are the true stars of the story. Benedict fully understood that he is not the star of his own story. None of us are. Christ alone is the true star, worthy of our love and worship. Pope Emeritus Benedict, with his penetrating intelligence and deep wonder for the mysteries of God, describes the Magi as men of hope and seekers after truth, who in every generation have been on the lookout for the true star of salvation. There is a restlessness at the heart of our humanity that is always searching for fulfillment. It is a restlessness that drives our lives and can bring our lives to the only one who can bring rest to our restless souls. In following the star, the wise men pursued that universal longing of the heart until they came to Jerusalem, and when they finally found a child, their excitement could not be contained. 
The sight of the star filled them with delight, and going to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and falling to their knees, they did him homage. The search for wisdom and truth finally led them to kneel before the Christ child. This is the key to understand their story. These wise men, or kings, as tradition would have it, had come to worship the king of kings. They understood who he was and where their place was. They did not come to hang out with Jesus. They did not arrogate to themselves the right to sit on his left or right as equals. Their proper posture was to kneel in humble submission at the feet of the Lord. These wise men knew that they were not his buddies, bros or BFS. They did not come to take selfies with a celebrity nor choose to immortalize an Instagrammable moment. They had come for one purpose, to worship the Christ child. This is a point that is often ignored in the confusion generated by the dumbing down of theology and liturgy, the latest church fads, and even within what passes for hymns these days. There is a purposeful blurring of the lines between who we are and who God is contentious familiarity in the form of casual dressing, lazy postures, and consistently late arrivals at Mass seems to be the norm of the day when coming to church. There's little or no serious sacrifice on our part. It implies a kind of friendship without any serious commitment. That explains the demand and the push for lighter, shorter, less painful, more comfortable, more fun, more exciting, more creative, and definitely more entertaining masses, and I would like homilies. But today's solemnity of the Epiphany offers us a realignment of our orientation. The Magi offers us the supreme goal of our lives. It is to encounter Christ our Lord and offer Him our worship and adoration. We were born to worship God, not to be His buddy. Unlike other astrologers who are busy studying constellations that could guarantee good fortune and ward off bad luck, unlike King Herod, the Jewish priest and a ruling elite who are concerned with self-preservation, the Magi were able to transcend their own selfish goals and ambitions to discover their salvation in Christ's child. In this sense, the Mass is a kind of epiphany a manifestation of Christ in person, body and blood, soul and divinity, calling us to transcend our self-absorption. Mass is not trying to kill us with boredom. It is trying to save us from narcissistic self-absorption, our culture's most dangerous malaise. Epiphany is an invitation to restore the sense of the sacred, to return Christ to his rightful place as the real star of the celebration and to give priority to worship in our encounter with him. Pope Emeritus Benedict, whom I will be forever indebted, once taught that the liturgy is not a kind of self-manifestation of a community. In other words, it's not an epiphany of man, a showcasing of man and his achievements. Rather, it should always be an epiphany of God, Christ who manifests himself not only as man, but under the form of bread and wine, he noted too that when priests and parishioners reflect on how to make the liturgy attractive, interesting, and beautiful, they can risk forgetting the essential. That is, the liturgy is celebrated for God 
and not for ourselves. The story of the Magi has been celebrated in song and Christmas pageants, and their images have adorned our beautiful crushes. But their story holds so much power for us in our lives, if we could only learn from them. It is a reminder that our search for what is good, what is beautiful, what is true, can only find its ultimate fulfillment in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, and that true wisdom can only be found when we are prepared to kneel at his feet. Let us not come with empty and grasping hands, but with everything that is of value to worship the true King and Saviour of the world. Venite adoremus. Come, let us adore him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.